Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Are you trying to find the perfect distribution platform to get your music on Spotify and Apple? I personally use and love DistroKid. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash DistroKid to get a small discount and get access to a platform with unlimited uploads for a yearly fee. Happy uploading and enjoy the show. One, two, three. Hello and welcome back to the Mixing Music Podcast. I'm your host, DK, and with me, as always, is my lovely co-host, uh, Is that a reverse reverb going into the loop? <laughs> yeah, that's sure. Reverse loo-verb. H-verb L? Or what is it? R-verb L? Whatever. We're running out of ideas. I-R-L? <laughs> We're running out of ideas. Anyway, welcome to the Mixing Music Podcast. Wait. Lime Studio Lou? What? Lime? Yeah, that light that you're using, it's called Lime Studio. Oh, the umbrella? Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so. We're really running out of ideas. Anyway, um, <laughs> welcome to the Mixing Music Podcast. We're really happy that you came and joined us because today we're going to talk about something that is very important. And uh, I think that some people really need to hear this, and I also think that everybody should hear this. So uh, this is just a good topic over overall. This is going to be a relatively shorter episode, so we'll get right into it. Um, the topic is the importance of having a team versus going solo. And I think that there is a correct answer, relatively speaking, but I think... A better way of looking this, looking at this is also there are going to be times in your career when you may feel like or you have to go a little bit solo or, or you have to have a group. So let's talk about the differences and, and what times during the life cycle of a career each one applies and overall, which one may be better for you. I think the overarching answer is going to be easy, which is... Have you ever heard someone say, 
So Lou, let me ask you, have you ever heard someone say, I don't need nobody else. I'm going to build an empire. I'm going to build it by myself, build a kingdom by myself, by myself. Yeah. And how many of those people have ever actually done that? I think I've seen more people quit saying that than I've ever seen any succeed. In fact, I don't know if I've ever seen anybody succeed in that. Yeah, at least not while maintaining that mindset. No, a lot of times, uh, even if it succeeded, it was probably a short-lived run. Yeah. And it's really interesting because I feel like some people say that after they've gotten bigger, but mostly to like stir drama for like the promo of the stirring of the drama than it is for like actually believing in that. Yeah. I mean, everybody needs to have a team. I think Young Thug is a great example of that. Like he's super team oriented and it's not just him. It's everybody around him from other artists to engineers to producers and fashion designers and yeah. He's got a whole machine going and, and takes a very intelligent man to be able to do that. So, like, I think that you do need to have a team. Yeah, absolutely. And if you smarten up, you'll find out. My goodness, you cannot do all of this on your own, not even close. Yeah. It's kind of funny because there's many times, like you said, where it is a good idea to go alone, though. Um, many times, this is when you actually need to recalibrate what's going on. The difference between. Uh, a lot of people considering themselves as solo, uh, even when they're in a team, is having to make the decisions for the team. Not everything can be decided for the team, by the team. Uh, for instance, if this is a company venture, right? Um, if you are the sole owner and you've brought your team together and so far everything's working, but a few things have fallen through the cracks, it may be a good idea to kind of Go into your office, close the door, and kind of figure a few things out. Try to see where you can fill in those cracks or how we can repair them. But at the end of the day, in order to make those things happen, you still need to go back to your team. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you have to make these decisions alone. Absolutely. And, and I feel that when you go further along your career and you dive deeper and deeper and more and more people give up on the idea or more and more people are no longer able to keep up, as is inevitable, especially if you are that, I don't want to say stubborn, but you're that much willing to stay in the music business, right? And when people start to slowly drop off on their own accord, not because you push them off or anything like that, obviously, there's going to be many parts of your career where in order to get beyond what you've seen other people do, you have to go alone. There's just less and less people that you can look up to. There's less and less people that are reaching above where you are. And it's slowly over time. Like at, at the beginning stages of a career, everybody is someone that you can look up to and everybody is can be part of a team. But after a while, like I don't have the time. We don't have the time to partner up with someone that hasn't got, like hasn't quite kept up with our level. But I think there's a caveat to this is that most people are not as high level as they think they are. <laughs> so yeah. it's like there's a there's a there's a humility factor too. There's an actual practical, hey, it's just pragmatically this doesn't work. This partnership doesn't work. Um and then there's also like pride issues where people think that they're too above and beyond somebody else, but it's not the case at all. And they're just not giving a chance. And that is pride and you will lose whenever you take the pride route. Yep. The funny and thing is like uh it's kind of funny. You kind of need your team to be able to call your, I, I never know if I can cuss or not, but call your bullshit. Yeah. You know, um, the reality is 
uh, there's many times where I need my bullshit called. And there's many times that I feel like it's a vice versa thing within the teams. But the reality is that half the time you can only really speak on what you know. And if you don't know about something, it's best to not speak on it and consult with somebody. And sometimes having just um, not necessarily a direct member of your team, but having people that you can actually reach out to is part of your team. Uh, for instance, like we were talking about mentors in our industry as we move with some of our ventures recently. Uh, we want to actually talk to people who are actively doing this and get their opinion on certain situations. And they may not be the final decision uh, or what they say may not actually uh, influence the final decision, but rather that you have better context now than you did before is because of a team mentality. If you were to do it all on your own, do your own research, but you have no experience, you might make the bad, the worst decision without consulting somebody. Yeah. And I think that as a preface to all of this, I think I do believe that if you stay in the music industry long enough to make this a career or to make, to become more renowned for whatever you do is partially inevitable. Mm -hmm. If you're, if you're in the right place, Right. And if you do the right work and you do a good job, I think the attention is inevitable. Eventually, someone's going to look up to you. Some, you're going to get some big record. The chance is going to come. It's, it's relatively inevitable. Now, I don't think that that's 100% the guaranteed case, and I don't want to make that argument. But there are reasons why we want to have a team. So I think their team um, is going to be like a bunch of people that you work closely with. For example, if you are an engineer, or let me let me back up a little bit. Some of the reasons why you may want to have a team is to expand knowledge. For example, if you're just an engineer or you're just a producer, then you're going to need someone that's good at potentially videography or marketing or website building or various other skills. Now, I do recommend everybody at all points of your life should be continuously learning to take on these skills. So enough of this, enough skill to, to learn what is good and what is bad to really appreciate someone else's work. I think that that's at least important. But to first off, to expand knowledge and skill, you need to have much uh, a very wide uh, array of knowledge within a team. And I think that the worst person to be a teammate with is someone that has the same exact knowledge and the same exact mindset as you. Um, we, you want someone that's very different from you. That's going to be the very, so like Lou and I are within the same realm, but we're still very different backgrounds, very oh, different yeah. people, very different pro thought processes. And that's good. That's great. In fact, if we were more different, I'm sure that that would be better because we also have a lot of similarities. You know what, TK, I for now hate you. Just because you <laughs> like me. Just because you like me, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that that really goes into play. What's another reason why you'd want to be in a group? Well, this is kind of funny because I was thinking about this right now, but it's something that we've put into practice here at the studio, which is reach. Mm. The reality is I don't know Jack Dick about. That's worse. That's worse. <laughs> no, that's worse. <laughs> I, I guess I should have said Jack shit <laughs> uh, about like videography and things of that nature. But because of our opportunities, we're actually able to reach out to people who are more equipped or more capable of doing a good job in these different realms but because of what we've got going on and the idea of wanting to actually build a team we can actually output better quality content without as much of the learning curve but rather now that we actually build better relationships with these people they can actually introduce us to other people that they feel like would be a good fit into our team as well and thus the team continues to grow the reach actually becomes bigger and bigger with a team when you're an individual 
uh, a lot of times you just trust that one person. You only need things for you and yourself and everything's just about you. So there's a lot less work that needs to be done. So the influence you have within that reach is also significantly smaller. Um, What's funny is, uh, for instance, with all the Outdoor work recently and everything, there's been more uh, video, photos, artists coming through and everything. And that's great because their productions actually speak for themselves. And the fact that we can work with them is actually helping our reach with meeting more artists, meeting more producers, meeting more engineers. Um, the reach itself continues to grow inevitably because of the team mentality. Absolutely. I do think that the – so to sum up what you said – is the importance of a team, importance point, important point number two is network and sphere of influence. Yeah. Just who you know, who you can talk to, and, and maybe you yourself don't value this person and their knowledge, but someone else on the team may, and vice versa. You're going to find someone that you want to talk to that's in somebody else's network. So combining the network and combining that sphere of influence to reach bigger audiences, I think is very important. We did that partially with combining together for the podcast. Yeah. It wasn't, we didn't actually start the studio to do the podcast together. It was kind of this separate thing. I was like, might as well. I know that you have your own network and that you have mine mm -hmm. and it's very, it's, it varies in quality and quantity and size one up, but it, we still saw each other. It was, we were both selfishly interested in a, in a yeah. good way. And I think that that's a good way that groups do. Uh, if you can somehow incentivize everybody in the group to be selfishly involved for their own reasons because they want similar outcomes, that's going to be great. I think that that ends up working out as well, as long as that selfishness is balanced and in an understanding that it's together. Because I do see on that other hand that when everybody in the group starts looking for what they can take rather than what they can give, it just doesn't work out. Yeah. Um, so it, it's kind of have that healthy balance. I think the third point of the reason why you might want to join a group or you might want to start a group is of any kind, whatever group means to you, is scalability. For example, if you are one person and you mix and master everything or you produce everything for various artists, then it is not scalable. You have to then be your own manager. You have to be that you're the only technician and you're the only entrepreneur. Um, there's a book that I recommend everybody that's listening called The E-Myth. E-Myth is a popular book about entrepreneurship and, and the different sizes of companies and, and their growth and development during different points of their life cycle of the company. And it's very it's quite often that we see these technicians or these people that are good at the craft start a business, but they have to become managers and they have to become entrepreneurs and they're not capable of doing that. So I think it's important to have a team to then delegate different parts of the company. Or for example, like one way that you can have a team, one team that I have is that people ask me to mix. Um, so you can hit me up and ask me, get me, get a quote from me and tell me what your budget is. And if, if that budget isn't something that I can mix myself, that I, I have the capacity to work on, then I can hand it off to someone else in my team, one of my assistants, who can mix it for me within your budget. Who can mm -hmm. mix it for you on your in that budget, and that's a team as well. So I didn't lose the money; I'll take a commission from that, right? Mm -hmm. So, and then it was my network that found him a job, so he's interested in working with me, even if I take a small commission. Um, that's just—it's inevitable, you know. That scalability, scalability. So, if you have more people, your network gets bigger. You can sell more product. You have more people that you can sell to. You have more brainstorming going on and better. Uh, quality control of your products and more ideation. It's just a lot more scalable if you have a group than going one-on-one, -on -one, especially as an individual mixer or a technician, like a technician as in a technical worker 
I don't want to say blue collar, but like a technical worker of any field, whether that's a producer. Someday you're going to need someone to shop your beats. Someday you're going to need someone to make your beats for you potentially. Someday you're going to need someone to mix your beats. Someday, you know, like whatever that is. And um, what teams, what kind of teams do you have, Lou? And and how have you seen them scale? It's kind of funny because I really just build a team within the studio. Uh, as people come and go, people develop different skills. And that's kind of the funny thing. Like, uh, I used to take on the majority of sessions here when we first started. Mm-hmm. But as the interns came in, uh, each one of them was uh, learning at a different pace. But I also knew the engineers in the neighborhood and the people that I could trust. So instead of having to work every single last session, if I was burnt out or something, let's say, you know, there was some days where I did two, three sessions in a day. Well, I'd call one of the local engineers like, hey, man, let me put some money in your pocket. You know, and the funny thing is that when we first started this space, that was the majority of the work that needed to be done uh, at first. But as the interns grew, I started picking up members of the team there. Yeah. Uh, The teams that I have are really just a circle of people that gain trust within this network. It's really just that. And I tell people all the time, if you want a team member that you can confide in, it's got to be somebody you can trust, not somebody that's good, but somebody that can you can trust. Because it doesn't matter if they're good right now. You can always teach them if you're willing to. If you need somebody that's good, but you know they take too long, they're behind schedule and all that, then what, what good is it that they're good? Yeah. You know, they're, they're actually more of a thorn in your team's ass than anything. Um, but most of the people that I put into teams were just people that I trusted here at the studio, um, whether it be like session prepping, whether it be uh, mix prepping, um, whether it be recording sessions. You know, uh, Henry the other day got to run a Keisha Cole session for us. Um, I think last week, actually, both of you did. Uh, I wasn't available. I had to actually go do a system calibration at a venue. And uh you know, Keisha calls me, says, hey, I need to get in the studio. I'm like, OK, cool. Let me call DK first because DK is my first go to for like these kind of sessions. Um, DK is not available. All right, cool. I called Henry. I'm like, hey, man, like you've been with me for a year. I've seen you work. You're fast. You're learning. I'm going to put you in the room. And thankfully, he did a good enough yeah. job. You know, uh, obviously, he's still learning. So there's going to be quirks here and there. But the funny thing is, I did not hear a complaint. And, and more importantly is the scalability, the fact that you can do that and you didn't have to pass it on to someone else. Nope. And, and it stays within your, within your circle, within the realm of your influence, which is really great. I, I do think that the studio is a really great example of scalability. scalability. For example, if you were to engineer every session, mm-hmm. you may be making more money in the current moment. Sure. But that's not scalable. That's, you're maxing out always. If you give away every session, sure, you may not make as much money at first, Mm -hmm. but your max cap of how much you can make is so much higher. Well, let's let's be honest on this too. Aside from being able to delegate sessions away and income aside, let's point the fact out that both me and you have our families. Mm Mm-hmm. If I were to take on every session, I'd never have time for my fiance. You'd never have time for your kids. This would not be feasible. Having a team isn't just about being able to increase your influence, but enabled, uh, you're enabling yourself to actually have a little more peace in your life. Absolutely. Having a little more time for your family, having a little more time to relax, to recalibrate. Because if you burn out fast enough, you just won't come back to it. And, and I think that this is important because many people may mistake in the current moment think that 
you're going to have to work hard and you're going to have the energy to work hard for an entire 40 years of your career, 40, 50 years of your career. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's the case. Eventually, again, another thing that's almost inevitable with the passing of time is you're going to have to take some sort of managerial role. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the time, even with these higher level engineers, they have assistants that start mixing their work for them. That's why these assistants who work for other engineers start to get really great credits and they move on to start their own mixing services. And and, and that cycle just keeps going on. It's because after a while, there's only so much you can charge per mix and there's only so much time that you can spend on per mix mix with so much demand. And per mix. (laughs) I mean, whether it be... uh... What were the two last names? I don't know if because we, uh, we have their nicknames, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, at one point we had two interns named Mitch, and the studio became in the Mitch. And <laughs> yes, yes, it's true. So real quickly before we end our episode, this is a pretty short episode, but we want to say thank you so much for our sponsors, Loudon Audio, for sponsoring us. We have LS two hundred eights here, You're and I voices. love it. They're so good. If you they're condenser microphones but they're very tight pickup pattern so they're really great for bad acoustic room environments if you want to record at home but they still maintain that really brightness i know that 7b's um or any sort of dynamic mic is less sensitive to the room as well but it just doesn't sound as good off the get-go so this sounds so great and it's phenomenal phenomenal Thank you so much for Loudon. Also, FilePass.com. You can also check out FilePass or Loudon Audio or, or various different companies through MixingMusicPodcast.com. We do have a bunch of affiliate links on there, so if you want to support us, go to MixingMusicPodcast.com. Go to our sponsors list. Yep. Sometimes we even have discounts through a link, so it's at least worth it to go check it out, and we do appreciate any sort of support. Honestly, FilePass is kind of one of those silent team members, too. Yeah. If you need somebody to consolidate all your revision notes, um, somebody to actually maintain all your data and everything, make sure that you get paid and all that before allowing people to actually have the masters, FilePass is your friend. Yeah. And he doesn't talk back. So go to mixmusicpodcast.com <laughs> and you'll find the FilePass link in the sponsors list. Oh, yeah. Uh, lastly, I want to say that uh, Lou and I stream on Twitch mm-hmm. and guess what? I got my first paycheck from Twitch and it wasn't that much, but it was enough for me to start really focusing in and trying to do more streams. First off, many people find it beneficial and including myself. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, uh, every Friday morning from 10 AM Pacific standard time. So 10 AM LA time, um, Friday mornings, I do mix reviews for two hours. I go ahead and do mix reviews and I'm going to find another day or two to stream for longer as well. Do various things. Lou, you stream as well. So it's not yep. just music. Uh, most of the time it's music, but you do, we do like, uh, super smash brothers and various games and stuff. Exactly. Just hanging out with Lou. Like I just started doing them on Mondays. Um, I guess I'll schedule them out for like 6 PM just to make them a little more regular. Cause right now it's kind of erratic if you get a notification great if you don't i get it because i probably am not streaming as much in the past but nowadays it's been pretty consistent yeah yeah and also if you're in the local area and you'd love to book some studio time or work out of our studio bring your clients to hit us up and just tell us that you listen to the podcast i'm sure that we can give you some sort of discount to get you into the doors for the first time and uh, we appreciate all of your support so on that note build a team (laughs) don't go solo build a team Happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy. One, two, three. Are you tired of using Google Drive or Dropbox to send files to clients? Well, never get burned again with FilePass. 
I love and use FilePass exclusively for sending files to my clients. It's a cloud file sharing website specifically made by engineers for engineers. It's absolutely amazing. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash FilePass to check out the full feature list and subscribe today. Never lose another dime to burned projects. Happy mixing, my friends, and enjoy the show. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. 